listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates i'm sarah golseth thanks to concordia university wisconsin for supporting the coffee hour find out more about concordia university wisconsin at cuw.edu live uncommon opportunities to serve in 2023 with lcms servant events i am excited to share with you about that because we have some members of the lcms servant event committee in-house today randy ronning project coordinator for a servant event welcome back randy great to be back thank you and we also have joellen muskoski project coordinator for a servant event. Joellen, welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. And Steve Johnson, director of Lutheran Valley Retreat and host for a servant event. Steve, welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back. It's nice to have you in studio. Usually we're chatting about outdoor activities like, you know, over the air, but not (laughs) really face to face. So it's it's nice to to have you here in person. So how did LCMS servant events begin? They actually began back at LVR, believe it or not, in the mid 80s. That was with the first pilot test program. And I really don't know much about it. I feel like I should. But other than that, it started in the 80s. And then from that moment, it just ballooned and expanded. And so it was they had a project need to get done. And they said, how do we get this done? Worked with the LCMS. And it went from there. The rest is history. The rest is... As they say. Yeah. Do you know how uh, how much it's expanded since then? Do we do we have... I know I'm totally throwing this out <laughs> to y'all and unprepared. Do, how many servant events happen Gosh. these days? Do we know? Um, it's okay if you don't. We can move on. We're a little yeah, bit low after the pandemic. I oh, think yeah, right yeah. now we're planning on about 35 to 40 this summer. Okay. Not all of them are online. But we've had as many as 70 to 85 in oh. a year. Okay. Very cool. So I'm curious now... Your first servant event experience. You want to start? Sure. Yeah, my first servant experience was actually on summer staff at Lutheran Valley Retreat in 1997. 90, you know. It wasn't that long ago. It wasn't, right? It goes fast. And but I yeah, my first servant was then as as a summer staff working with groups from all over the nation and actually remember it very well. We did we worked with uh, groups from the Yosleta mission brought kids up. Hmm. And so we did work projects, but also the human care event running camp for those kids. I still remember that very first one. Joellen, how about you? What was your first servant event? My first servant event was Forts and Sorts at the Youth Haven Ranch from hosted by Messiah Lutheran Church. And it was in about 2010, I think. And I was the project coordinator and knew nothing and learned a tremendous amount about how to do these servant events while I was there. Forts by fire. And, very, very yes, short education. Yes. Did you say forts and swords? Forts and sorts. And sorts. Forts yes, and our, sorts. Fir- our first event when we, when we started this about 20 years ago was that we built a fort for Youth Haven Ranch kids. They have campers that come out and are young kids from disadvantaged situations. And so it's it's an actual fort with Conestoga wagons in it and has a campfire and the kids get to go out there one time when the, when the campers are there and um, spend the night in the Conestoga wagons. What? And so that it's the kids love it. That's so cool. <laughs> That sounds like a lot of fun. It was. So it sounds like you had fun at your first service event. Yes, I think there was fun. I was not at the very first one, but yes, there was a lot of fun. Randy, how about you? When was what was your first event? All the way back to the mid '80s, late '80s, as Steve said, shortly after LVR, one of our camps began a serve an event. 
I went to one in Mount Cross in California. I do not remember the specific age, but it was working camp for children who came to camp. Our servants were part of the staff for that. So Bible studies and games and crafts, and they, they were the leaders. Very cool. So you mentioned already that there's 30 to 40-ish this year, but there's been upwards of 70-ish the last several years. What are some of the the servant events that have happened over these many years with all that? Who wants to throw some out there? Hmm. Quite quite a variety. There are human care events, so perhaps working with uh, developmentally, developmentally challenged children or adults. Lots and lots of construction, so whether it's at a camp or at somebody's home, at a social service agency, lots of construction happens. We have an event called Riches in Richmond, and we do wheelchair ramp construction. So quite a variety, children's camps, what else? Yeah, a lot of the camps are work-based projects. So we do have, you know, we have... um, couple other starting you know starting up around our area where it's you, we just go to the community and say what are the needs and and see what we can make happen so it's community outreach and things like that being known locally we also do bethesda which is now able light camps and then a lot of work-based projects clean up the national forest we work with a company there and so there's all over the all over the country it seems like this year even with the small number of 30 it's pretty awesome at force and sorts We do construction and uh, anything in general for the camp maintenance that Youth Haven needs to prepare for their campers to come and spend the summer. I know in in the past, some servant events have also followed things like that as well, Mm. flooding, things like that. Some servant events have been established to rebuild after disaster events like that. What's, What's the outlook for 2023? We have about 30... 35, you said, 34, 35 so. mm-hmm. sites, lots of human care events or camp type events. What's that look for this coming year? Once again, it's good variety and many congregations are really anxious to get their kids back out in the community. Yeah. A lot of home repair. Again, many of the, we have great partnerships with the camps, with social service agencies. So it's often connecting with them and seeing what's needed for their next season. I'm trying to think. I haven't looked at the list. Of <laughs> that's, okay. that's okay. That's okay. So, Randy, you've been doing this for a while. Why is it important for you to be involved with sermon events? I think from the beginning, as a youth minister in the, in the Missouri Synod, I could see the impact that it had on the young people. We spend a lot of time on entertaining young people, and they need more than entertainment. They need to know who they are in Christ. And it was just really impactful from the beginning. And so I decided that's where we'd, we'd spend our summer program is, is building around that, building up young people to know who they are in Christ and what they were created for. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, Steve, you have a servant event that happens at your camp. How has this, how have these servant events, or have they happened in the past? I guess I should start there. Have they happened in the past? At Yeah, in the past, you know, we've, well, we had the Heyman fire hit in 2002. And so oh. in the past, we have really done a lot of cleanup with that mm-hmm. whether and we've gone to our neighboring communities and helped out with there and now it's like we're, we're still building stuff up on site doing a lot of site prep things like that as well and then of course we have the partnership with able light which has been amazing mm-hmm. to provide camp for folks who normally wouldn't get to even think about it so uh, and that's that's pretty impactful and again with certain events being the importance of them being it's one of the things linked to kids staying in their faith past college. It's one of the links, so that's that, that puts it up there with the, one of the most important things we can do. 
Mm-hmm. Why is it important for you to keep to keep doing this? Yeah, so we you know we do the we also focus on student leadership development and and that's been and one of the seven things of a healthy youth ministry that that the Synod just put out leading kids in service and leadership are, is one of the points of the seven and that's one role we can play and getting kids to stay in their faith I think is one of the most important things to focus on. And if you want to know more about that, check out the End Goals Youth Ministry Podcast. You can find it on KFUO and the KFUO app Mm -hmm. as well. Those seven points that Steve was referring to, you can learn all about them in that whole series on End Goals. Mm -hmm. I know some of uh, some of this team was also is in a forthcoming episode of End Goals as well uh, to to chat about that. So we talked a little bit about what happens uh, to some degree, what happens at a sermon event, but who can attend youth typically? Are there still some, I know at one time there were some family servant events as well. So youth and adults can participate in servant events. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously youth and their counselors. So we've got adults coming as counselors. But as you've said, in the past, we've had families come, two parents, one parent, small child. We just find work that's available. The point is not so much the work. It's It's the idea that we can serve in Christ's name. One of the things I said is is that the work is really indifferent. It's what you do to shape a young person, what you do to shape an adult. We worked at the our camp, and the work that we did was burned down mm. two years later. Wow. <laughs> but the idea was the impact on that that you have on people that's lasting. Mm-hmm. Right. What walk us through what happens in a typical? I, I gather these are about a week typically. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. Some maybe shorter. Some, I don't know if any would be longer than a week, but what happens typically in a, well, let's start with yours, Joel, and what happens in a typical week at Forts and Sorts? <laughs> I love that name. It's hard to say, I know. Typically, our guests arrive and we orient them to the, the facility and we talk about expectations and we do a, a welcome devotion and prepare a nice meal for them. And then starting the next day, through, it's a week-long event. So Monday through Friday, the kids are out working and we have different jobs for them to do. It could be anything from some kind of construction to weed whacking, anything, painting, staining. And so they do different jobs with different teams each day. And then at night, we usually have Bible studies and we have some community building and we work with the kids just to let them have some free time and, and get to know each other. So we do that. And then on Friday, we only work a half day and the, we do uh, free time in the afternoon. There are some things at the camp that uh, this big super slide and basketball and different kinds of outdoor activities that they can do. And then we go bowling at night. And we have a campfire. After that, we have to wait quite late because it doesn't get dark till about 10.30 in Michigan. So we do that, and then on Saturday, they leave. We are learning about LCMS Servant Events for 2023 today. We have more to share with you in just a moment on The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's 
uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50 plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Today we are learning about LCMS Servant Events. Our guests are members of the planning committee for Servant Events. Uh, Steve Johnson, director of Lutheran Valley Retreat and a host for Servant Event. Joellen Miskowski, project coordinator for Servant Event. And Randy Ronning, project coordinator for Servant Event as well. Now, we've been learning a little bit about what happens at a Servant Event. What does a typical week look like for a Servant Event at LVR, at Lutheran yeah. Valley Retreat? You know, we the, the groups gather on Sunday afternoon and we first thing we do is feed them you know say welcome here's some food and then we jump into our community building events and that means our, in our challenge course team building um, and basically spend some time going through some basics of working together as a group how to you know and, and even just as far as processing the drive to our site because we're 45 minutes from the nearest town so mm. you know that's quite a process and then Monday we pick up right away with work projects but the adult leader or the the group leader wants more team building we're glad to throw that into so we work pretty hard during the day between breakfast and dinner on whatever project we have whether we're tra- building a trail or you know something we're building something else building up one of our sites on camp and then on you know we at night we end about four o'clock do bible study right before dinner and then after dinner we do just activity time you know whatever the activities around lvr are you know our high ropes course climbing repelling fishing which is oddly popular maybe they just want to rest, take a nap by the pond i don't know <laughs> and then Wednesday we also do Wednesday morning we take a break and do a hike usually a hike up Cedar Mountain which is if you see a picture of LVR at LVR.org you'll see the picture of a cross on top of a mountain that's Cedar Mountain and that takes all morning with a group and then Thursday it's either work or optional you know just activities around Colorado Day so some groups will go down to like Garden of the Gods and tour walk around some groups will drive up Pikes Peak some groups choose to go rafting you know and it's just that's kind of the play in Colorado Day and then Friday they head out after breakfast so that's typical. So. Sounds pretty fun. Yeah. Keep yeah. busy. <laughs> Randy, so. what about you? Like Joe Ellen, much of our activity is built around the work in the morning, fellowship, and Bible study in the evening. One of the things unique about our event is a Thursday night program for adults with developmental disabilities. We do a bingo, dance, sing-along dinner party. And so the servants who have been working all week in physical ways now have a chance to do human care, some relational activities. So it's a busy week, very early mornings, very late nights. We host our people in host homes in the congregation. And so once they're done with a long day of activity, they go home and spend some time with them and get to know those families. But it's an action-packed week that is just a really full, really tiring, but a blessing to all involved. What are some of the outcomes that happen from this for the the, the youth, the, the, all of the people that are involved? What is that impact on the people who are actually doing this work? Is, you're all describing some pretty physical, exhausting labor that happens, but what is that outcome for those people? I think a lot of our youth that come to the servant event learn to have new skills. They may never have used a power drill before, so mm-hmm. they, they, they may never have worked with painting or construction or roofing. So they all learn some new skills, and I think they also learn that they can do more than they think, and they mm-hmm. learn about the joy of serving others. And most of the kids are grumpy at the beginning, <laughs> And then feeling very blessed at the end of the week. 
never scraped paint before, that's a new skill you can have. Oh, I have done that, and <laughs> yes. I'm really okay not doing it again. <laughs> Good with hiring that one out. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. It just really is empowering finding out what the skills you have that you can use. Also, mm-hmm. the ability to communicate the gospel. Um, mm-hmm. They find out that they can do what they didn't think they could do. Mm-hmm. That's empowering. Yeah, in some of the settings, especially in human care or like a running a VBS or a day camp type activity, really get to engage with the community, it sounds like, as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Steve, what have you seen as some of the outcomes for youth that have participated in servant events? You know, just to go on with what Joanne's, Ellen said, but also we focus pretty heavily on the community and the community building, and then also leadership development. And hopefully, you know, I always say hopefully, and we get reports back that it is making a difference, but, uh, you know, it's it's one of those where it's just hopefully when they go back home, when the kids go back home, they're bringing this charge of not just, hey, this is what we did, we're really excited about what we did, we love Jesus, yay, but it's also, hey, we we participated in organizing and coordinating and we we have these skills now working with each other to where we could build up the support network when they go home you know it's that support network of of hey i'm struggling in my faith right now who can i go to well can i really go to my people in my youth group can i really go to the people in my church and the answer is yes but making sure that environment is is a possible thing i think that's that's what we're big on is keeping kids in their faith. And that's our hopeful outcome as we move forward. And I believe it's making a difference. We've always known it, but now we got some research to prove it. So it's pretty cool. So registration for servant events, LCMS servant events will be open soon. You can already see some of them online. Is that right? Correct. So what does a leader or a youth need to know in order to participate to bring a, a, a group of youth or maybe to participate as an individual in a sermon event. What are some things that you need to think about in order to prepare for that for the coming summer of 2023? For leadership, I think it's important that they prepare before they come, the youth spiritually, to say this this isn't a based on fun trip, but it's a developmental in your, your faith life. So there's Bible studies that need to be done in advance. There's planning for how to get to the event. Many people will travel across the country to get to the event that they sign up for. The adults need to know that they're working just as hard as the young people are. It's not a drop-off ministry where the kids come and and do all the work, but adults are equally engaged, and particularly in that faith formation, they're involved in in, uh, shaping the young people that they bring. Mm -hmm. What are some of the ways that these youth can prepare for this? Any encouragement that you have for churches, congregations, youth groups that that this is coming across their radar and are considering doing one of these events next summer? I think they can consider the idea of it's going to be a blast. But yeah, I mean, the idea of, I mean, let's face it though, the idea of raising a bunch of money so I work all week doesn't sound like a lot. So we you know, but it's 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 worth it. And I think that's the biggest thing is it's worth it. It's worth it for our own faith development, but also it's worth it for our communities and our churches to understand that higher level of service and that we're really called to be servant leaders. You bring up a good point. Why why would someone raise money to go work for a week? You're right. Why would they do fundraising and, and work really hard to prepare for a trip to go work for a week? What do you think? I think that they um, do that because they're they're young, they're excited. They, it's something they haven't done before, and and our hope is that they will grow in their faith and that they will develop 
as a as a person and and we we had one young lady who came to one of our servant events a few years back and then just this last year she contacted us and she's now a, an LCMS youth leader mm. and she brought a group hmm. right so Full circle. That, that was really cool <laughs> great story i think that convincing only needs to take place one time i think mm-hmm. when i was a youth minister <laughs> You had to convince them the first time, this is what we're doing this summer. Mm -hmm. After that, their peers encouraged them, and and they were the ones who sold the program. So it's older sibling and peers that say, you got to do this. And and yeah, it is based on a couple things. It is based on fun. They have a good time doing it. But also just that important idea of meaning. This has meaning to it and and some meat to it Mm -hmm. when a lot of other things in their lives may not. I mean, probably some of the most memorable experiences you'll have as a youth are those times when things were really like yucky and sweaty and didn't have much sleep and those are when some of the strongest bonds are formed too right right that's when they mm-hmm. that's when they realize i need i think that's the time when i realize i can't do it on my own mm-hmm. and so i have to rely on someone else in order to get through this current situation and that reliance on someone else helps so much to know that i have a team i can count on and people around me love me and support me and that's huge that's very huge. But you're absolutely right. We don't ever plan for disasters to happen. <laughs> right. Though I just want to be clear on that. <laughs> right, right. We plan when the best we do. can. Yeah. <laughs> and then do. whatever happens, God's in it. That's right. One, right. one other thing that I think of is that the leaders need to prepare to be flexible. Mm. Because mm. at our event, and I'm True. sure all the rest of the events, you never know. It changes from day to day. You may have your plans, but whoever you're working for has plans and God has plans. <laughs> and, and and I can attest to that with a story from my experience with a servant event as well. I brought a group to West Virginia one time. We were going to clean up in one of the parks or forests there and a team had come through the week before us and had already done all the work. So, but the, our, our site coordinator, project coordinators all worked with the local organizations and ended up, there were there were plenty of other needs in the community that needed to be met and in a timely manner within that week as well. And so we were able to actually make more of an impact than just cleaning up the trails that had been impacted by recent flooding, but actually get to interact with people in the community. And so as Randy said, uh, certainly God has, God is in it no matter what, whether it's something you planned or not. Mm -hmm. And it it certainly was a valuable experience for me and for the youth that I got to bring, even though the plan changed entirely. (laughs) (laughs) Having been able to participate in about five sermon events in in my lifetime, I, I certainly do see the value in it. Why why would you spend time raising funds? Why would you sleep on a floor or on a bunk bed or wherever? Or maybe you know if you're going to Randy's, you actually get to go to host home. So why would you do that? Because of the the great outcomes with just about a minute or so left. What do we need to know in order to participate in the servant events for 2023? Where do we where do youth parents youth leaders need to start looking in order to participate? in 2023. First of all, check us out on the website. Many of the events are up. Not all of them are. We're still, some are still in the pipeline, but go to the Synod's website, which is lcms.org slash servant events. Several ways you can look for those events. You can look by month, you can look by area, you can look by type of service. So it's got a pretty good matrix of screening for what you want to find. Always looking for more events for middle school, but to high school, many on there now, and there are a couple that middle school can attend as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I I think there's also an encouragement, too, that in the future, if you think, hey, I think I want to host a sermon event, there's always needs in the community that people, that we, as God's workmanship and his craftsmanship can 
address into a community. So if you have a need, we're always looking for more hosts and more places outreach too. So if, if, if maybe you haven't participated in a servant event before, get involved in a servant event this year and then potentially host yeah. in, in the following year. See what the need is in the community. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Which is an enormous blessing to the congregation. The congregations who host them will do it over and over again because of the benefits that come to the congregation. Well, thank you all for sharing with us today. LCMS.org slash Servant Events. You can learn more there as well. Our guest today, Randy Ronning, Project Coordinator for Servant Event. Randy, thanks so much for coming back on the Coffee Hour. Great to be here. Joellen Miskowski, Project Coordinator for Servant Event. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. And Steve Johnson, Director of Lutheran Valley Retreat and host for Servant Event. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. And you guys are beautiful people. Good to see you in person. (laughs) (laughs) You've been listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.